1: Hey everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm excited to be here. This is our Wednesday case, which, you know, I don't know. I like them all, but Wednesdays are good too. Yeah. It's also our MMIW case, which makes me very excited. Yes. Yeah. And I'm really excited that we're doing these cases. I feel like um, this is really important and something that we can do to share our platform. And so we are talking about, you know, doing um, cases all year about missing and murdered indigenous women. Yeah. This is a huge problem. And it's a huge problem in our part of the country. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what we're finding is a lot of people don't know about this. Yeah. I I will actually tell you a funny story. Uh, Yesterday, I had to have some injections in my back. Mm hmm. And I'm laying on the table, um, you know, saying ow a lot. And my spine doctor, she has this way of getting you talking about something. And I know what she's doing. It's it's distraction therapy, basically. Sure. So she's asking me a little bit about what I do. And I say so I'm a podcaster and what kind of podcast do you do? And so I start telling her about true crime paranormal. And then I say, you know, one of our big focuses this year is that we're focusing on the missing and murdered indigenous women. And and she's like, I don't even know. What are you talking about? Tell us, tell Ooh. us what that means. And I'm like, well, here you go. This is a whole room of women. Like there are probably five women, but my surgeon and then nurses in there. Mm-hmm. And so I tell them all about it as I'm getting jabbed in the back with needles mm-hmm. and they were blown away. They had yeah. no idea. Mm-hmm. And they live right in Idaho where, where yeah, they should. Know. Right.
0: But there's just so very little
1: coverage. Yeah. There is so very little coverage. And that um, is what you're going to find in today's case. This is a cold read that I am presenting to Katie. And this is the case of Henny Scott. So this is Henny. Henny was 14. Let me tell you a little bit about her. She was 14 years old and she lived in the Northern Cheyenne Indian Reservation in Montana. Okay. So on December 7th, 2018, so this is just a little more than a year before Selena Not Afraid. Mm -hmm. uh, Henny calls her mom and asks if she can go to Billings. Sound familiar? Um, With some friends to a basketball tournament. Well, Henny was grounded at the time. And so her mom said, you can't go because you're grounded. So she said, okay, I will be home in a little while. Henny never came home. Mm. She mom initially thought that she went to the basketball tournament anyway. Sure. So when she hadn't turned up the next day, she starts reaching out on social media to her friends, to people who live in their community. Has anybody seen her? Nobody has. Mm. So after searching for her on their own, they finally go to the Bureau of Indian affairs to report her missing. Now, Having talked to Native Americans who live on reservations in our area, I used to do some mental health work in a town near a reservation and um, having to go to the Bureau of Indian Affairs is not something that anyone who lives on a reservation wants to do. Yeah. these they, This is the federal authority over Indians mm-hmm. and um, they're not super popular. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. She was, mom, you know, went and said, my daughter's missing. She's been gone for a few days now. We can't find her. We don't know what's going on. We need your help. And the police, you remember, please, that Henny is 14. Right. 14 years old. This is not an 18-year-old girl. This is a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. This is a missing child. Yeah. Missing child. So the police were really dismissive, asked if she had checked with her friends and maybe she just had a new boyfriend and, um, maybe, you know, she's just run off, you know, maybe she's just one of those unruly Indian kids. I mean, really, this is how they get treated. Yep. So they didn't release a missing persons alert that day. The police actually didn't release a missing person's report on Henny Scott until 19 days after she went missing. Oh my God. Yeah. So, mm. of course, people in their community were looking for her, volunteers, yeah. and parents were trying to get her, you know, talking to people. Does anybody know anything? Sure. So on December 27th, which is two days after. They released the missing persons report. Her body is found about 200 yards behind the house where she was last seen. And her body was covered in snow. Mm-hmm. Um, you will be unsurprised to hear that her death was caused by hypothermia. Ugh. Sound familiar at all to Selena? not afraid. Mm hmm.
0: Uh, That's apparently an
1: easy answer. uh, Apparently. I mean, we live in a cold place and they live in an even colder place with even more snow than us. And But okay, how many teenagers do you know that just go lay down in the snow and freeze to death? And and just go ahead and die. Yeah. Yeah. Mom did not believe it. She did see her body. She said, I have pictures of her nose being broken. You can tell that her nose was broken and she had bruises. But they told me that there was nothing on her, that there was no foul play, but she saw it, that she was bruised and had injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, the police came back, the feds but came back, the FBI came back and said that there would be no charges filed in this case because they cannot prove a crime is committed, was committed. Well, a yeah. child How who was missing for 21 days and found dead in the snow no crime committed with an abused and battered body. How could there be a crime there? Uh, They did have the audacity to say that alcohol was involved. This is the other thing that absolutely pisses me off about these cases is that they always imply that it was just some drunk Indian kid. Mm -hmm. I have heard that, you know, that was in Selena, not Afraid's case. I've heard that in so many of these cases, as though this child was so drunk, Mm -hmm. And whoever she was with, which, by the way, we don't know, there is not a single report anywhere that says, whose house was this? Right. Where were the adults? How many 14-year-olds do you know that just wander off drunk and fall down and die of hypothermia in the snow? Yeah. No. Doesn't happen. Bullshit. This is absolute bullshit. This case makes me absolutely furious. Mm Mm-hmm. And that is quite literally all we know. All we know. That is all we know. If you go back, you can go read 10 articles, 10 blog posts, whatever you can find about this case. And it is just a regurgitation of that little tiny bit of information right there. Unbelievable. So we don't have any toxicology or we don't know of any... Well, they did imply that there was alcohol, that she had alcohol in her system. And it was a one report I read was that it was a significant factor. Well, she's 14. Who was
0: feeding her that alcohol? Exactly. I mean, that's my question. Where did that alcohol come from? Yeah. Where did
1: that alcohol come from? Because that implies an adult who uh, was around her before she died. And who is that adult? Whose house was this that she was found behind, which was apparently where she was the day she called her mother Mm -hmm. about going to the basketball tournament. Mm -hmm. So we're going to take a little break. And when we come back from the break, Katie is going to give us a cold read on this case about what really happened to Henny Scott. So bear with us here because we're going to deal with a little technology for just a moment. Life is complicated. The last year has
0: been so hard on sensitive people. So many uncertainties and so much heavy energy to wade through. People are working on jobs and relationships, energy work, self-development, and health. So why call me? Because my clients are my family, when you invite me onto your team, I will do all that I can to help you shift from a place of surviving to a place of thriving. I can help you shift from uncertainty, stress, fear, lack, Into a place of joy, peace, clarity, and abundance. Give me a call. Katie Weaver, professional psychic advisor
1: over at 12listen.com. And we are back. Okay. So So, give us your read. What really happened to this poor little girl? All right. So I do believe that alcohol was a factor.
0: I believe that. I don't think the kids that were going to go to the basketball game ended up going. I do feel like she was mad at her mom and didn't come straight home. I do feel like she stayed there to hang out for a while. I feel like there was an older brother and his friends that had showed up at the house that had alcohol. And that they were giving alcohol to these girls. I feel like she did drink. And maybe drank a lot. I don't think she knew what she was doing. Mm -hmm. You know, 14-year-olds don't know how to drink. right? You know, they don't know. And I feel like these older boys were basically feeding them booze. I feel like at some point, one of the older boys said that he would take her home and left with her. I don't think the other kids there even realized really what was happening. I think that, um, that the other girls there were quite drunk as well. And mm-hmm. maybe didn't even realize that he had left with her. I feel like he is a brother, a friend. Of one of the older brothers. He was one of the older boys that was there. Uh, Anyway. um, Obviously. He did not take her right home. I feel like he was trying to. Just take her out back. And rape her. That was the plan. But she wasn't as drunk as he thought she was. Because she fought back. And they ended up in a physical altercation. And he killed her. I feel like he raped her and killed her. And that this actually happened behind the house because that's where he took her to rape her before he took her home. And, but that he did, you know, whether he didn't, I'm not sure that he actually killed her or that he knocked her unconscious, you know, and maybe thought that he killed her. I do feel like he purposely buried her in the snow. I feel like had they done, you know, much of an investigation and tracked back to this house, they would have discovered that uh, he had shoveled snow over top of her. I don't think that she just fell and, you know, some snow fell on top of her. I feel like he buried her in the snow to get rid of her body and, you know, then drove away in his car and nobody was the wiser. I, again, I feel like the other girls that were there were also drinking and weren't really aware, Mm -hmm. um, you know, of what was happening. But then when she came up missing, they were scared. They didn't want to get in trouble. They didn't want to fess up. Uh, and I'm going to say that I think these were white kids and that they just basically all agreed. We're just not going to say anything. And that's what they did. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel like the person who did this is uh, known to the family of the house where she disappeared from and just got away with it. I feel like, uh, I, I feel like she was raped and that I don't know if they didn't do a rape kit. It's possible he wore a condom. Maybe they don't have a DNA, you know, pattern from him, except for that there was a physical fight, because Mm -hmm. when he first when he tried to rape her, she did fight back. That's where the broken nose came from. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's possible that she would have had DNA under her fingernails. Like this girl fought. Yeah, Uh, but yeah, they didn't. They just didn't uh, put in that much work. It was just easy to say that she was just another drunk teenager, drunk Indian kid. Boom, there you go. I, I agree that there was absolutely no effort put into this whatsoever. Mm-hmm. I suspect that she was not dead, but unconscious when he buried her in the snow and that she did in fact die of hypothermia mm-hmm. because of her injuries and because of what was done to her. But again, what a lame ass easy excuse rather than like do all of the work that was not done.
1: No, no, no. She was, Treated like she did not matter. Mm-hmm. She was not treated as though she were a missing child. I mean, where is no. the friggin' FBI coming in for missing children? I thought yeah. that was part of the mandate of the FBI. Is that when a child is missing, the mm-hmm. FBI gets involved. And this is how the, right. here's how the FBI handled it. They didn't file anything as a missing persons report for yeah. 19 days from the day that she went missing. Mm-hmm. And then her body was She was just some runaway, right? She was just some runaway. Yeah. If she'd been a white girl in a suburb, the Mm -hmm. helicopters would have landed on their friggin' house, and we all know it. Yep. This just makes me absolutely furious.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep. There would have been a manhunt. It is disgusting. And again, we're just seeing this over and over and I'm afraid we're going to sound like broken records this year and I don't care you know I'll be that broken record over and over because this is just continuing to go on and they're continuing to get away with this stuff yeah and we have got to be you know continue to be loud about it heartbroken for her family you know disgusted with the friends who again I feel like the girls were so messed up I'm not sure they really
1: but somebody much of memory, but somebody knows. Somebody, somebody knows. Somebody knows. Who was at that house? Who bought that alcohol? Mm-hmm. Who owns that house? Who lives there? You know, yeah. there are adults with yep. knowledge here. They're
0: clearly there's adults. adults with knowledge. There's yep. older siblings with knowledge. Oh, yeah. There are people who know. They're just not talking. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to ruin some young man's future, don't you know? Yeah. No, for Christ's sake. Yep. Yep. Well, so many condolences to her
1: family. It's just disgusting. Absolutely. It is. It's horrifying. I, these cases make me just absolutely livid, but I feel like the best Mm -hmm. thing that we can do is give them attention, share them with all of you. Mm -hmm. encourage you to share them. Please share our MMIW cases far and wide. Make sure that people are learning about this because I feel like there's a lot of complacency in just trusting that, hey, if a kid goes missing, the FBI is going to show up and do everything possible. Well, that's obviously not true. If yeah. you are a Native American child mm-hmm. on a reservation, yeah. they don't give a damn about nope. them. And this is wrong on every level, mm-hmm. you know, as, as taxpayers, as Americans, as human beings. Mm-hmm. It is our job to scream to the rooftops until so something gets better with this. Yeah. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah. I don't want to have to tell the Henny Scott story or the Selena, not afraid story anymore. I just don't want to have to tell these stories, but we're going to keep telling them. Mm-hmm. We're going to keep telling them because somebody's got to. And I hope that all of you start telling them too when you hear these stories that you tell them to make sure that people know here in the U S and in Canada, mm-hmm. Yep. And, and, you know, if you live in another country outside of the U S and Canada and you see these kinds of things happening, please send us those cases and we will cover yes. them as well. These are the ones that we have the most access to and are the most familiar with, but go to true crime, paranormal podcast.com, fill out our case suggestions and yep. send us cases from outside the U S and Canada. We are happy to cover them. Yeah, We just don't have as much, you know, they're, they're not as easily found. I don't think as these are. So yeah. please, um, you know, help yeah, us send them their we, way. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yep, we're all over it. We're going to continue to be. Yes, we will. Yep. Well, this is our Wednesday case uh, tonight. Yep. We will be back with case updates, mm-hmm. which we do have some interesting things happening in the Jessica Ugh. Mass case. Awful. Interesting. Yep. Maddening. Yeah, things happen in the Jessica Mass case. Plus, uh, we have a, a DNA case we want to share. We also want to remind you that we are celebrating the fact that we just hit 50,000 downloads of our podcast. And by doing that, we are going to do a drawing for some of our merch and in order to get in on that, go to our Facebook fan page, which is true crime paranormal or true crime paranormal podcast discussion group, which is our group. Mm -hmm. And Um, comment on the post you'll see we're just asking what's your favorite episode what's your favorite moment in an episode just share something that you love about our podcast Mm -hmm. and uh, we'll be drawing some names um, after the end of this week to uh, give away some merch from our brand new merch store yeah we really really appreciate all of you uh, participating you know with us and we we wouldn't have 50,000 downloads of our uh, podcast if it weren't for all of you listening so that's we really right. appreciate it. We want to. We want to give back. Absolutely.
0: Yep. We are having the time of our lives. Where I also feel like there's some important work here to be done, and we are just damn determined to do it. You know, our mom was fearless. A yes. lot more fearless than us, to be honest. She was fearless. Yes. But uh, the, the best thing we can do to honor her memory is to be fearless ourselves and continue yes. to advocate uh, for
1: all of all of the cases that we uncover and that we share. Yes. Yeah. Most definitely, that that you know. Somebody asked me one time, "Well, isn't that just kind of depressing?" I mean, how are you doing anything good for the world with a true crime podcast? I'm like, "Well, you probably should come listen to ours if you don't know, (laughs) because we are. That's the whole point here. Is it's not just that we're interested in true crime, but it is also that we love the opportunity to bring attention to social issues to. You know, cases that aren't getting enough attention to mm-hmm. problems that we all can work on. Yeah, it's an important part of it. Yep. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Have a great night. Thanks, guys. Take care. Hi, I'm Christy Brower, podcaster and professional psychic. I have spent the last 14 years honing my skills as a psychic and a healer. I work on the Purple Ocean app. You can find it in any of the app stores. And I am available every day for video and chat readings. I specialize in pattern breaking, uh, particularly in relationships, but really in any area of your life. If you're feeling stuck and like you can't move on or you can't let something go, I am the reader for you. That is exactly what I focus on. It's what I love to do. I love to help stuck people get moving and I've been doing it for many years and have been very successful at it and can do that for you as well. So if you are having trouble letting go of a relationship or a fear or a challenge of any kind in your life, come see me at Purple Ocean and we will do everything we can, me and my guidance system and my intuition and you, because it's always A package deal that we work together, but we will find a way to break that pattern for you. So come see me over at Purple Ocean and let's break your patterns. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.